0: I got the whole
1: thing. You can get me balling overseas. Never got that to the league. But then balling overseas, overseas, overseas. Hey, yo, yo, welcome in to Storming, man. Hey, I, I'm, your, I'm one of the hosts, Devin, with my boy, BD, Brian Davis.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: Man, I'm a really, really, really excited about this episode here, man uh we got a really special guest on we got a former d1 athlete turned r&b superstar let me let me repeat that former d1 athlete turned into r&b superstar
2: i don't know ladies and gentlemen ryan mcdaniel (laughs) you're crazy thanks bro thanks for having me i'm excited hey man no doubt thank you for
1: taking the time to hop on the show with us man so you know what man boom 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 we about to hop right into it so Tell, who who is Ryan Mcdaniel for for first time viewer first time seeing your face man who the hell are you
2: That's a loaded question because I think I'm still figuring that out every day. Mm. <laughs> so. Amen to that. Hey,
1: that's, that's, that's
2: great. <laughs> um, ultimately, though, I would just say a creative person. You know. um... I'm just trying to keep things light and positive. Like, I think, you know, we could dive into a lot of different experiences and things like that, you know, over over my uh, history since being here on earth. But, um, mm. and it's changed quite a bit. Like you said, I, you know, grew up playing ball, but always had like music in the background. And so kind of switched towards that. And now, you know, in the tech industry. So uh, I have quite a few different experiences and, you know, I'm, I'm still just learning myself, you know, kind of gotcha. changed. Mm-hmm. When did you know that you could sing like was it just like ah uh, like one day I woke
1: up and was like man I could really sing or was it something like you just always knew because like it's it's like I think you have to be born with that talent like people can learn how to carry a tune but to really be able to sing like when did you when did you figure that out
2: Man, I actually knew I could sing from a very young age. Um... My my parents always, or my mom, not my parents, my mom always wanted me to sing and stuff. And so I think I knew I could sing, um, but I always kind of kept it hidden because, you know, in Indiana, like if you was a basketball player, then that's what yes, you did. Yeah, that's what you did. <laughs> so I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't, and then, you know, I would do little stuff. I'd be joking around, singing and stuff and practice and stuff growing up. And, you know, everybody always laughing and stuff, but they never really knew that I could sing, sing. So... Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I kind of knew early on, but I didn't really start exploring it until I was about 18 or so.
1: Okay, okay, that's that's dope. So grow, growing up hooping, man, uh, a lot of people don't, you know, Understand how how that how that Indiana basketball was, man. During our time, you know, me and Brian graduated two thousand six. You graduated two thousand and seven, man. And man, there were some killers like during that time. Like Brian, you know, you went up against Greg, you know.
0: Oh man, that- Greg, that that um Indy Speeds team with Greg, Mike, DaQuan Cook, man, mm-hmm. it, was, it was it was some killers. Um, Josh McRobbers was on that squad. Mm-hmm. Man. So. But hey, so so the backstory behind that is Ryan. You grew up playing ball with those guys,
1: and at some point, people had you ranked better than some of those dudes that, that, that just came out. Man, talk about that, man.
2: Yeah, I mean, so I like you said. Just, I mean, Indiana basketball, in my opinion, at that time, I don't know what it's like now. I haven't been back in a while, but at that time you know, I don't even think we realized how good we were. Like, I think we, you know, every time we went to nationals and stuff, we competed. I, I think I probably won every position in nationals, like every, between top 10 and 15, like we got every medal. And so we always knew we were solid, but I don't think we really understood how, how good we were until we got older and, you know, everybody started getting recruited from, you know, in college and then everybody, you know, a lot of people start getting to the league. And then obviously, you know, we had a lot of people ranked uh, highly nationally, including Greg, Josh McRobbers. We we playing Carmel and, and Coach Krzyzewski is on the sideline. Like, you know, like, okay, maybe, maybe you know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, but y'all yeah, exactly, might be doing exactly. So, <laughs> Yeah, you know, so no, I I think um, we didn't really look at it like that though, because everybody was just good. Like, you know, and I didn't really, re- honestly, I didn't even realize how good, we were as a whole until I left Indiana um, and started playing against, you know, other people, especially in California and like, just how serious we took it in general. Like, so they was don't- was it easier
1: for you to play against those
2: guys? Did you just go in there and, 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 and hang in
1: 25, 30 on them, like nothing? And you like, man, this was kind of easy.
2: Well, I mean, so at this point, I'm talking about like post, like college oh, career, right? okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely could still score at will and stuff like that, I mean, I think it's also a rec league at that point. So it's not really to same right? <laughs> Yeah. Ain't nobody, so, like trying, to lock, yeah, ain't nobody yeah. trying to lock
0: nobody down.
2: Yeah. But for me, it was more about like just how serious we took the game. I remember at one point I was playing and it was a pretty competitive game because there was a lot of people that, you know, or not a lot, but a couple of people that had played college ball and, and played overseas professionally, but they were from California. And one time, you know, we're down one um and we had just scored and so we're down one and then we come down and d up because we're trying to win um and then they the ball went back court and so i'm like walking the other way you know like yeah. and they're like no nah, we don't play back court here and i was like what y'all just removed the whole rule from the game well like what you mean y'all don't wow. play back court? and so like from that point on i had to kind of shift my mindset you know because it just what not as serious. They got so much other, so many other things to do out. Oh yeah, they got the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, so, so let me ask you this, man. Coming coming up during that during that circuit or whatever, um, who who's the guy that when you had to play against, like if there was a guy that you was like, oh shit, I like I know this dude game, but I gotta go against this dude,
2: bruh. Honestly, I don't even think it's just one guy. Like mm. every night, we was playing against dogs. Like he just said, like Mike and Mike and Greg at LN, Jeff at Pike, Jeff and Philip Collins, and all those guys. Um, or Josh McRoberts at Carmel. We, I mean, Luke Herring, Gody. Um, I forgot about Luke, bro. <laughs> I mean, you you can name. I mean, there, we have so many high level guys. Air, Eric Gordon at North Central, and like I mean, all of those guys—Courtney Lee at Pike, you know, and Robert Vaden—and just like, did not many people stopped. realize
1: how good high school Eric Gordon was. Like, he was a dog. <laughs> like, like he hung. How many? how many? He hung like forty-something on Mike's kids. Like on national TV with Mike at the game.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, Eric. Eric was different. I mean, all those guys were like next level, but. Eric was very, very, very good. I think it was like his strength and, and his you know but, his range. Hey, but
1: man, don't don't knock yourself. I mean, what you ever buckets in your year? You average what 27 a game? I
2: was I was close. Yeah. I was, I mean, I, I don't know if it was it was probably closer to 23, 24, but I was up there. Yeah. Man, uh, that's that's and, and playing
1: against those guys, man. And 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 that and that's crazy. So let me ask you this, man. from from, from what I've seen, what I've heard, the stories, everybody, you know, validating those stories, man, it sounds like if you chose to, you could have had a successful basketball career. You know, you got recruited D1 easily probably could have went overseas, potentially with your size, possibly even a chance at the league. What made you step away from that? Or what kind of, what what kind of uh, went into your decision to like, you know what, man, music is what I really want to do.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I was definitely very good. Um, I wouldn't say I don't know, you know, I think I could have played ball professionally in some capacity, maybe not in the NBA, but definitely overseas had I really taken it, you know, to that next level. But for me, I just wasn't as passionate about it as as everybody else. I knew when I played at at um at IUPUI, uh, you know, just like the going to practice every day, waking up going, wait, sitting then going to the, um, office hours and then go into uh, class and then you got a one-on-one and then you got practice and then by then it's eight o'clock at night but then you got to be up at six o'clock in the pool and like for me it just became more of a job than it was fun and I wasn't even like playing playing so you know I can't imagine being some of the guys that you know the top guys at that time so um, you know, for me, it just I just didn't have the passion like a lot of other guys did. But I think had I had the passion for the game at that level, I could have been really good. Um, mm-hmm. And and I for sure could have played overseas.
0: Got hey, hey, uh, hey. Wh- uh, why don't you um, elaborate on that passion part a little bit and um, how how important passion is to anything that you do? Yeah, I mean, look, man, at the end of the day,
2: You know there's there's probably a lot of things that a lot of people can do but the stuff that you stick with and the stuff that you really excel in are are typically the things that you know you're passionate about or or find some sort of spark in there that drives you to want to be great right and so um you know for me i was really good at basketball and, and you know most people that i grew up with some of those same guys would tell you that i was too but deep down you know, they were going to the gyms and, and having, you know, getting work, workouts and shots up in their extra time. And me, that like, it wasn't, it wasn't a thought for me. I'd rather be in the studio making music or, you know, mm. uh, playing the piano or, you know, just whatever. So um, I, I think, you know, you've got to have a passion for the game. And I, I commend a lot of guys, you know, in college that play, you know, or not even just guys, but like um, college athletes in general
0: um you know it takes a lot especially be a d1 athlete like it's a a lot lot it's a a lot that goes into it on a on a day-to-day basis and it 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 never turns off it never it's like like once you it's like once you graduate from high school it never turns off like doesn't turn off until you until you put the ball down yeah yeah but 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 even so all of that same same discipline you learn from all of that is just going to carry over to everything else And that's what I miss is
2: that 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 uh, that discipline, like, you know, at the time, you don't even realize how good you're getting at something. But when you're doing it every single day Mm. in and out, you're getting pushed to the limits because you ain't just doing it like you're going to have to be doing it well or you're going to be, you know, getting kicked off or whatever. Right. Um, You become really good at it. And that that discipline kind of kind of helps, man, indirectly. Mm.
1: And, and that's bro, and it kind of leads into the next thing because it's great that you understood where your passion lied at, you know. So you understood like this. This ain't where my passion is at, so I'm not going to pursue this. And you figured your, your you understood that your passion was music, man. So yeah. what things do you take that you learn from basketball? So, something like discipline. What what's what? Do, uh, what are some things that translates over to what you're trying to do now?
2: Um, I you know. To be honest, I would just say like the ability to not let people affect what you are doing. Um, I think, you know, one of the things in sports, you know, you got a coach yelling at you, you got people watching every move you do, like everybody's got an opinion on how you need to do something, how you should cross over, how you should, you need to be faster, you need to do this. And so you got a lot of stuff going on, man. And, and for me, that like gave me this sense of focus and being able to block all of that out and still being able to perform under stress um and i think that really kind of carries over to you know music especially music or you know entertainment like eh, not you just gotta know not everybody gonna like your stuff and so you could you could put out your best whatever and somebody gonna be like ah yeah the mix is a little off or like man i would have sang it like that or and so you yeah, know, people. but you—if you take in every person's like opinion, you will be messed up. Hey, say that again, man. Say like, you gotta let people. People don't understand that. People don't
1: get that. Like, you are not for everybody.
0: No, you just, You're just not. not. You meant for you, man. You meant <laughs> yeah. for you. You like, gotta be your creative like, self. For yeah.
1: example, J. Cole said, "I blew up the moment I stopped giving a fuck about what kind of music that I put out. I put out. I created music for myself."
2: Bro, honestly, my the the best music or the the music that's performed the best for me is the stuff that I wrote when I really was just like fuck, it. like this is this is how I feel. I'm putting it, it out. out, and you know, and that stuff that's the stuff everybody relates to. They be like, yo, I just went through that, and, like, <laughs> and I'm over here in my head like, yo, this is wild. I don't know if I need to be telling everybody, but they like, yo, I just it, it's
1: like- real. It's, yeah. it's it's real man and so what? I'm, i got put i'm going to put you on the spot here man so mm-hmm. and then we're going to talk about your influences and stuff like that like who you know who you look up to but my mm-hmm. question for you is you're talking about performing under stress right you know people not going to like it whatever if you could share the stage with one superstar in a sold out arena who are you going on stage with
2: like right now at this
1: moment right now, i'm talking about right now covid not existing. It's hundred and fifty thousand people at the SoFi Stadium in LA. And this person is saying, Coming to the stage, Ryan McDaniel. Who are you sharing that stage with? Stevie Wonder. Mm. mm.
0: Yeah.
1: Talk to me about that. What's yeah, up, tell with me,
0: tell, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that
2: bro steve for me like i mean you asked me my top influences stevie is always number one and obviously his music is great but for me what it was or what it is is that his music crosses over to every ethnicity every age every you know like i don't care if you're conservative from wherever like you you listening to stevie wonder the same person that or the same way that somebody in the hood, you know, is, is listening to Stevie Wonder. Like it brings these, these different groups together and I'm fascinated with that. Um, I'm fascinated with bringing people with different points of views and different backgrounds and different everything together and finding like a common ground. So I feel like Stevie Wonder, uh, his music does that. So let me pause you there because you're
1: saying something that Brian and I discussed on the very first episode. Mm. You're saying that his music brings people together no matter what ethnicity you are whatever your thoughts of views it doesn't matter because his music does that absolutely you think do you think sports do that in the same way and maybe that's why you relate to him so much is because that you played sports all this time
2: and those two can kind of correlate yeah no that's a very good good point man i mean you i think about like my high school basketball locker room i'm like there's people from that you know i would have never probably considered or thought about being in the same room with but somehow we in here all best friends you know because we we go to battle together on the court so yeah i mean i never put those two together but that you know that that makes a lot of sense
1: yeah man that's extremely dope Steve, and i think stevie's underrated i think people come off a lot of lists when it comes to you know greatest musicians and and what they were able to do and i think i i just think he's underrated like seriously like mm-hmm. severely you know
2: that's unfortunate
1: It it, it really is, man. It really is, man. So you keep up. So you still watch the NBA at at times, you know. I see you on Snap, and you're watching the game, man. Talk to me about the state of the game, man. What do you you think about it? Oh man, and in what aspect? Like, I mean, I mean, so okay. So when we played, right? mm -hmm. If we came out and shot one three. (laughs) <laughs> Coach is like, hey, wait, well, hold up, hold up. Yeah. Let's go inside first. Let's go inside. It was inside out. As BD, what, as a team? How many threes do we think we took a game? Maybe. Probably about maybe 10. Maybe. That's if we, that's if we was blowing them out. Yeah. yeah. Everything else went inside. It was, hey, listen, go to BD. If BD ain't got it, swing it to Roger. That's mm-hmm. literally what it was. Everybody else get the hell out the way. And so now you're seeing these these, these, these younger kids in the NBA, you're, they're taking more threes than they are twos. Yeah. And well, it's, a, it's a Steph Curry effect to a certain extent, but I just kind of want to know what are your thoughts on the state of the game?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's in a – good place. It's obviously a lot different uh, than, than you know, than how the game was when we grew up. And uh, by no means am I a basketball expert. I'm a fan, just like, you know, everybody else. So, you know, my opinion, for, you could take it with a grain of salt.
0: But Hey, hey, that's um, what we want, though. We just want your raw opinion. That's all we want. Yeah. <laughs> give, us no. the, give us the raw opinion, for sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, I just think it's, it, it's in a different place. I, I love watching it. Like, the game is exciting. When I watch Steph Curry, I'm holding my breath. Like, anytime, I don't care where he's at on the court. I'm like, it's going in. And so, you know, for me, that's really exciting. I do think, um, you know, one of the things that I'm not a huge fan of these days is like, uh, I feel like it's gotten a little softer just in terms of, um, you know, everyone contesting every call. Like, I hate watching that. That's Mm -hmm. the one part of the game where I'm like, look, everybody out here are you know are professionals and they're great at what they do but like y'all are really gonna contest every single call like every everyone one and I mean historically you can look back and there might be like five over overturned calls like ever. <laughs> Like, well, so I just feel like, man, just play the game. You know, that's what I would like to see. I mean, obviously everybody's competitive and you want to do whatever you could do to get to, you know, an get edge. A win, but, yeah. but like, I, that's one of the things that I really, it's like, all right, bro. Like, that's clearly a foul. Like, you really <laughs> going to argue about this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: we've all seen it. And it's just like, you're confused to a certain point because you got to think all these guys swerve it down, they don't foul.
2: Yes, yeah,
1: no. nobody fouls. No, nah, nobody fouls. No, nah. yeah. you know, and I do agree. I think the game is a little soft now. It's like the reviews for stuff that's a flagrant foul. Like, I mean, you used to have to put somebody through the floor
2: for yeah. them to even think about calling mm-hmm. the flagrant. Yeah. And, but, you know, I will say the game, though, has, progr- like, it's exciting to watch. These dudes are so good at basketball. Like, mm. I mean, skill wise, I mean, like James to be completely honest I'm not a huge fan of watching James play in a team setting because I just feel like that he doesn't play the game the right way but he is such a, a a skilled and talented scorer like it's exciting to watch him play you know mm-hmm. Steph Curry like I mentioned I mean LeBron just watching, like, how he navigates the game. Like, he lets it come to him. Um, but Kyrie, KD, like, you watch these guys, and, I mean, they're just very, very, very good at basketball. Like, it's, it's pretty dope to see. You're a professional musician, man. That's
1: what you do. You know, you've gotten uh, uh, over 100,000 plays on Spotify. Your songs, you got people, the little dance people on Instagram doing dances, seeing music and stuff like that. How do you perfect your craft? Like, how do you go in and and how to relate that to maybe what you learned from basketball is there anything that you learned during that discipline faith that kind of helped you hone into this
2: i mean mm-hmm. first i think you're giving me too much credit you know i would love to call i mean I, I i would say i'm you know uh heavily in the music industry but i it's not i'm not even i'm not in a place where i could do it full time yet which is you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm just working, you know, every day to try to get there. Um, with that said, I've had some, you know, dope experiences, some cool successes and and stuff like that. So it's a continuous grind. Hey, hey but, man, don't, don't,
1: don't try to sell yourself short. You got pictures with JLo. Shut up. <laughs>
2: <I'm>, <laughs> I, you know, I'm just keeping it real. Y'all told me to keep it real, you know? All right. All right. All right. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, music, anything that you do that you, you know, want to become Good in, or you know, elite in. You have to put a lot of time into it. You got to understand. You got to study. I mean, even you know, when I was back in Indiana when you were there, you know, you saw how I would listen to an artist's album, you know, five days straight and try to understand, you know, the keys that it that it was in, the the tempos, uh, the melodies, the etc. Like you know, all those things are really really important uh, just to kind of take every aspect of the craft and try to perfect it and try to understand it. So yeah. I, uh, I took that from probably early on basketball and tried to transfer, you know, transfer right. late. So, so, so you take it
1: seriously in, in a sense. And, and like I said, I call you professional because a lot of people won't do those steps. Won't listen to that album five times over. They won't go find the sheet music and understand the arrangements in this and understand these things. And mm-hmm. the reason I say that is how, how does it, Feel that when somebody's like, okay, I'm not gonna hoop no more. I'm gonna just go be a rapper. I'm gonna go be a musician or whatever and try to step in that lane. How does that make you feel? Does it make you feel like like this shit ain't easy either? Like, like what are your thoughts on that?
2: Bro, I mean, you're basically starting all the way over. I mean, you, you think about playing ball. Like, we, we grew up playing ball since we were three, four years old, literally every, if you wasn't doing it every day, you know, you're practicing at least once a week. You know for 20 25 years and so now when you decide like you want to just go switch over and then you think everything's just supposed to like be there just because right and like i was really good at basketball but then i had to remember that i did that shit every day for 20 something years like that's why i was good at basketball So you got to kind of apply that and and not expect it to be like an overnight success in music just because you feel like you have some talent in it. So you got to put that same work in it, that same, like, you know, the strategy, the, you know, planning the same, you know, work ethic that you had on the court or in a sport, you got to, you got to translate that and have that same thing in in your craft. Nice. So
1: knowing your craft perfecting your craft putting the work in and that's mm-hmm. something that 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 you're doing uh, as well and i and it's, it's a respect thing for sure you know because a lot of people won't do that but mm-hmm. for the people watching that's never heard you what, what's your message with the music what are, what are you trying to say what are you trying to tell what's your what's your brand what are you trying to tell What's the
2: yeah I mean every every uh you know every time I, I work on a project it's gonna be different like i'm I'm gonna talk about kind of what's going through my life at that time so you know I've had breakups um, I've had songs about you know romantic situations et cetera but I think the overall message is to is to be yourself you know and and like everybody goes through. Um, everybody has things that they go through ultimately, like, you know, before I started being personal with my music, like I was making music to try to please, you know, other people. Right. Nah, you was making music, trying to get girls. You ain't slick. No, I mean, (laughs) but, but the, but the way that I did it, right. Like the, 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 I probably wouldn't say in a song what I would say in person or via text. Right. Because I was like trying to make it more, you know, um, you know, edible for,
0: for, you know, certain, certain audiences, right? Mm -hmm. So, Hey, 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 hold on, hold on. You, you tell you wanted to make that a little bit more edible. Oh, no. (laughs) No, wait, hear me out. Hear me out. When you say that, man, and I like to think about it as, um, in your creative mindset, Mm -hmm. you, you have to constantly think about what someone else will take. But like you mentioned earlier, you end up making your best stuff, when you do what you want and that's a that's i feel like a lot of times as people we we get so outside of ourselves that we forget to please ourselves and realize things don't end up being the same or even better if you just go with yourself man you i feel like you
2: can't have anything anything healthy unless you're healthy yourself Mm -hmm. and that's mentally physically etc and when i say that i just feel like I didn't really understand the importance of taking care of yourself, looking after yourself first, putting yourself first. Um, you know, all those things are really important, and, and and if you don't do it, it eats at you, and it, yeah. it 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 gets to you over time. So it's important to be you know mentally and physically um, healthy
0: for your for your own you know. Yeah, it become a point to where you're running from it, and and the more you run from it, you you can't run from anything, and right? it's gonna yeah. face you at some point.
2: Yeah, I mean, because you, you're chasing lies. Yeah, <laughs> So,
0: exactly. you, know, yeah. You, you
2: when you're chasing the truth and, and you're happy in your truth, man, you start realizing that, you know, the people that are meant to be around you are going to be around you regardless. Like, right. uh, the energy that you put now, you're going to get it back. Um, and, you know, so, yeah, as long as you stay true to yourself, man, those things come, have a way of, like, you know, working out for the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so...
1: So let's let's talk about that. You said something that just stuck out to me was like, hey, you know, you didn't you didn't you didn't know right away that, hey, if I'm not healthy, then I can't have anything that's healthy. right?" Right. So talk to me about a low point where you're like, man, I'm sick of this shit. Like everybody's had that point where everybody felt like they just wanted to give up. Right. Cause we're human. It happens. Right. But we all have that thing that sent us that reasoning, that why to push through that shit, you know, just because, you know, you got people telling you, you should be doing this and it should sound like this and it should look like this and trying to conform you to how they see you. So yeah. how, what, what made you pull up your bootstraps and, and tie your boots up and, and, and get out the mud, man,
2: man. Um, there's probably quite a few examples. I'll, I'll go to the most recent one, which is just last year. Cause I felt like mm-hmm. um, last year was just really challenging in a lot of ways, um, you know, obviously all of the, uh, being in a pandemic one, you know, like, you know you go from having a, a crazy social life and traveling and, and all these yeah. things to now sitting in a one bedroom apartment with no family near and you know, all those things kind of eat at you mentally I would say, and then, um, and then you know parallel with that just all the social injustice stuff going on and you know all that so i you know i found myself i wouldn't say i was in a point where i was like ready to give up not not there but it was more of just like a um a down just like you know i'm a i'm a pretty upbeat guy you know i'm always laughing and joking you know having fun and, and all those things and i found myself just like wanting to kind of shut everything out push everybody away Um, And so that was a challenging time for me. And then, you know, after a while it was just like, all right, you know what, man, like, um, nobody's gonna get you out of this funk but you you know so you to me everything is is like how you how you like look at it right like you can you can look at it glass half full or um glass half empty right so Mm -hmm. for me it was a mindset so I didn't stay in that position long but long enough for me to recognize that it's not a place that I would that I've ever been in Um, and like, you know, mental health, like in our community and stuff is, is like something that I would have never even thought about or, or considered, you know, for me. Um, but it was, it crossed my mind like, man, maybe this is what it's like, you know, what, this is Mm -hmm. what they talk about. Um, and this is why it needs to be addressed because everything's not always okay. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And I think
1: mental health is, is a, is a, is a big thing that, uh, that goes untalked about, especially, especially amongst black men,
0: you In know, the so. black community for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, something that's not talked about. Um, other, other races, um, preach it. They yep. have that, they have things that have been passed down to them generation after generation, but, um, we're, we're at a state from, we are the best part of the generation at this point. And we're the best part because everyone before us has instilled a certain amount of tools into us. And I mm-hmm. feel like we are the generation that have enough tools to do what they were trying to do, yeah. whether it was it, they tried something that didn't work or they tried something that did work. Basically yeah. taking some, um, some of the good and some of the bad from all of their situations and understanding how to implement it in our daily lives now. Yeah. And then we were always
2: taught, too, like, yo, it's, it's going to be all good. Just keep moving, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. but nobody was like, all right, let's sit down and talk about it. <laughs> yeah. like, no, nah, nah, it wasn't. Nah. It wasn't no talking about it. No, nah, nah. it wasn't no talking about it. It was like, all right, look, you got knocked down. Let's keep it moving. Like, you and can't... let's be
1: real in the black community, if you talked about it, like, man, you feel man up. The first, right. Like, right. You know, that's what you got told, you know? And yeah, it's just, it, it. it's something that we need to do a better job at. Yeah. You know? Let's just say that. So, question for you there's a button in front of you, it's a reset button. You don't have to press this button. But if you chose to press this button, what would you reset to, what what time period or age or particular time, why, and what would you do differently?
2: Oh, man, that's a big question. Man, we make
1: you think you're a ball stormer, man. This ain't no cookie cutter stuff, man. We're not asking you, what's your favorite color?
2: Blue, let's see, that was easy. <laughs> um, i don't know if i'm a reset man Mm. i think um i think god has a mysterious way of working and i i don't feel like he makes mistakes now a lot of stuff that happens sometimes i mean we we don't necessarily understand why Mm -hmm. but i i feel like it's it happens for a reason and uh you know yeah we could go back and change a lot of things have we known like if we really were to hit a reset and take back all the knowledge that we have but i don't know man you know at some point you got to be like you gotta have faith in god and, and mm-hmm. so I, I don't think i'm a reset i think you know I, I like learning along the journey and um and making the most of it uh, that's that's dope. And I think that's, that's, that's real
1: self-awareness. Like a lot of people reset, i go back when I was tw- uh, 21 and I would, uh, w- I wouldn't mess with Daquan. And all that <laughs> other shit. Like, uh,
0: you know, nah, that's, that's, those are people who don't appreciate the journey and the process. Yeah. yeah. You got to, got to understand, like, that's what makes you at the end of the day. And the, the, the successful people you see anywhere in life, they had that journey. They had that process, and they they with withstood anything that stood in between them getting to where they were trying to get to.
1: Yeah, because yep. at the end of people are afraid of failure. They they they're petrified of it. They think failure means the end, not necessarily realizing that this failure is more of a learning opportunity. Like understanding, okay, this is what went wrong. How can I better this or even take it a step farther? Is this something that I should better? Is this something I should walk away from? Or is this opening a door to something else? Like, what is this telling me here? You know. And yeah. I think a lot of people don't take the time to, 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 to truly understand that. They're either gonna try to fit that square peg into that round hole, mm-hmm. or they just walk away from it completely and then they're on to something else not truly understanding what really you know, took
2: place there. Yeah, no, I think the, the, the best part of our life is like, is, is, is the journey, man. Like, I mean, the journey, there's so many learnings in this. And and to be honest, it's really, you can't even really appreciate, um, you know, life, unless you kind of understand and, and the, the failures, you know, have the ups and downs. So um the journey is special. You, you, uh, you think about people like Kobe. He was always talking about like enjoying the process, enjoying the journey. Yeah. yeah that makes it great. And then that's what makes you appreciate it once you had the wins. You can't appreciate the wins if you never went through
0: the losses. You you don't know the difference. You don't know the difference. You don't even know what it feels like. You don't know what that that yeah. overcome feeling feels like. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an
1: it's an amazing feeling, like when you persevere and you truly understand like you know, this is the point where like I, I failed and I figured it out and I picked it up and, and I and I and I moved on. You know. That's feeling the best and, world. And this is something we also talk about too, man. And I kinda wanna get your opinion on this, on this, Ryan. So, you know, Brian, you and I talked about how people plan for, oh, okay, if this doesn't work, I'm gonna have a plan B, right? Mm-hmm. You know, gonna have a plan B. You know, Ryan, your your ultimate goal uh, and, 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 and and is to more likely probably be a billboard top artist. That would be that would be dope. <laughs> yeah, you know, that'd be, you know, that'd be cool. Like, oh yeah, I'm a Billboard top artist, right? So, yeah. but you also have your plan B. Like, okay, if this doesn't work out, I've got this over here, right? Mm-hmm. Where people plan fail to plan at is what if it does work? What's the plan then? What are your thoughts on that? What's the plan when it does work? Yeah, because like, it, it, let's say for instance, Ryan, you drop a next single, it goes viral. Yeah. It gets TikTok viral. You're getting millions and millions of plays. Next thing you know, your phone's blowing up. Everybody, you know, wants to sign you. Everybody wants you to perform and do all these different things, right?
2: And it really takes off. What's the plan? I mean, the plan then is to drop everything and follow through. I mean, Mm. that's when you that's I mean, it you know, I've I've heard both sides, right? Like, you know, you have some people that say don't have no no backup plan. Don't have no net because you'll use it. Uh, then you mm. have some people say like, you know what? If you're smart, you know, yeah, you'll give this a lot of effort, but you'll always ha- you'll have something to back, you know, to fall back on too. Um, and so, you know, for me, if and when the music thing happens, I, you know, and it, it gets to a place where it makes sense for me to to jump and and you know take that leap, then great, I'm gonna do it. But I can't help but to think like. You know like you mentioned earlier like me being able to buy a house in los angeles like that wasn't from music like yeah there's been some supplemental income from music but like there's a lot of opportunities that you know working in a corporate like a tech company has has really you know provided me as well so um and i wouldn't have been able to get that had my mom not made made me finish college i was planning on leaving college after my freshman sophomore year not even going to college and just moving to la um, not knowing, you know, when I got here, like, how am I going to survive? You know, if music doesn't doesn't go the way that I wanted to, had I not had that degree, I wouldn't be in the company that I'm in now and being able to afford a home. So, you know, I don't know. It could go both ways. You know, I, I think I'm more of a uh, conservative in that way. And that may be a hindrance to me. Right. Like that might be why I haven't made it in music. Oh, sorry. Um, that might be why I haven't made it in music. Um, and, you know, so you can you can look at it both ways. Um, but I like to think about it the other way, man. Like, you know, this experience has given me a lot of opportunity and a lot of insight into a world that I never knew existed. Um, at, at the same time, I'm able to still work on music and have you know support. So, man, that's that's a, and that's a beautiful thing, man. That you that you truly
1: understand like what your what your goals are, what your plan is, and everything like that. Because some people are like you know, if it work, uh, I don't know like what the next you know what the next deal is, you know. And people don't really know how to define what if it happens or you know what that is, you know. Yeah. Like if it does work, if your plan works, like what defines like if it works because. I know you're passionate about music. I don't think you're ever gonna stop doing music, right? right. Because it's something that, that you do. So like, it's it, it's a beautiful thing to truly understand that and understand, like you said, enjoying the journey.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, and then you gotta decide like, to you, like what is making it in music? Is Is it being able to perform whenever you want to? Is it being able to just write music? Is it, like, what is it, right? Or is it being a superstar, you know, doing, selling out tours? Um, You know, I think for me, I have a passion for music and with the job that I have, it affords me the opportunity to still work on music whenever I want. So to me, you know, in in one aspect, I have made it right. Uh, In the other aspect, like, no, I'm not selling selling out arenas and I'm not you know, I'm not winning Grammys. But uh, so I think you just have to define like what your success is in that in that space and like what you're okay with. And it being what your mindset is. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For definitely. So speaking of Mm -hmm. mindset, let's talk, let's talk about that. Your passion for music, man. What, what is it? Like talk about what what do you enjoy? So if you, if I lock you in a room with your piano, Mm -hmm. what's the, what are you, what are you going to do? Like what, what makes you feel, feel
2: good? Man. Right. I like when I, when I sit down and, and like write music from scratch, I always think about music that could go into a film. Um, and so, mm-hmm. that for me is like the number one everything. And, and I literally just this week was is the first time that I've officially got a song placed in a film. Uh, wow, I've been doing wow. it all these years, and you know, like, hey right, man, congratulations! We're not going to skip over that. that We're
1: man. not just going to slide over that like you just
2: say. <laughs> oh, I went to Seven Eleven, got a Slurpee. <laughs> nah, you got your song. Placed in a film but the odd thing is it's a song that i wrote five years ago (laughs) that's how
0: it be working though a lot of people's songs that go viral or blow up be songs that they've written um i think big crit had a, a a song on his album this year and it was played and and it was and it played back and forth with everything that's going on in the pandemic but he wrote it in 2000
2: man it's crazy how it works it's crazy how it works but i mean that's my goal and you know like I, it's it's not necessarily like a, a major feature film that's coming out in studios and and like or you know in the in the theaters, but um, when I think about it like that's that's what I like. I like putting music to like a vision um, you know and thinking about you know I am a, a, I would say a probably a hopeless romantic at heart. So like you know putting music and providing like this uh, this canvas to to that is is like dope to me.
1: Yeah, so we're not. Another thing we're not going to do, we're not going to sell it. Oh, it's just a low-level movie. You got your song placed in a movie. That's that's amazing in its own right, bro. You know, I'm I'm always going to hype my people up, man. I don't I don't give a damn, y'all.
0: My people. Hey, you got to like, celebrate any victory, small or big. You, you right. celebrate victories. A win Absolutely. is a
1: win, man, and and, and that's awesome, <laughs> man. So, and I, I what's uh man? You know this, Ryan, Because you're you're classically trained to a certain extent, right? Yeah, what's what's Mozart's big piece? Or what's his like biggest piece? Say that, that he did.
2: Oh man, I mean, he has a, a lot of big pieces. Uh, let me see. Like, are you you just looking like
1: for a like one of his major pieces? Like one of his better better pieces that like the most famous one.
2: Um, probably like Moonlight Sonata. Moonlight Sonata. Okay. What's yeah, your Moonlight no, Sonata? Actually, no, no. I take that back. I think that was Beethoven. I'm sorry. Okay,
1: that was fine. But what's your Moonlight Sonata like? I know because, like, every artist has that one song. Like, man, if I could just get everything I need for this, talk to us about it, man. You don't have to give it away, but just kind of walk us through it. Like, you know, you got the hopeless romantic, you know, you write it for films, man. What's what's your masterpiece?
2: Oh, man. Probably, um, I mean, songs that are out, probably, I have a song. Do you know the song called Give Me the Night? Like, I just feel like that is is me in a nutshell like uh in terms of my music my writing style like my production like that's you know you you'll get that nine times out of ten if you ask me to just come up with a song like it'll, it'll be something like that so
1: okay okay give me the night we'll link that in the description so you guys can check that out it's a it's an amazing song my my, my personal favorite and you know it ain't even out yet but you allow me to use it at my wedding with the cloud nine
2: Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's a, a dope song that again, that's something else. Like when I wrote it, I was like, I went in that day and I was like, man, I want to write something for like that could go in a Disney film. And mm. that's where that that came from, you know? So so talk us through your so talking your craft, right? You you walk
1: in the studio. How, how do you prepare? Because you watch it so better yet,
0: Brian, when you played overseas. Yeah. It's game day. How did you prepare? Mm-hmm. Game day. Um, probably got probably got a nine o'clock shoot around if it's mm-hmm. like a seven o'clock game game. So I'm up at about six o'clock. Give me a good breakfast. Go mm-hmm. to shoot around early. I gotta get my form shooting. I gotta get my free throws in just to make sure my touch right. Yeah. Um, I gotta get in there before the whole team getting there because because that's my that's my quiet time. And then pretty much shoot around, and then I'm gonna go home. I gotta eat me some pasta before a game. Eat me some pasta <laughs> and then take me a good hour and a half nap. Cause it can't be longer than that, cause then you're gonna wake up <laughs> drowsy. Yeah. An hour and a half nap, watch some film and try to get back to the gym at least thirty minutes prior to whatever time we're supposed to be there. So I can give me some more free throws and shots up. Mm. Just just to be ready. Just to so,
2: be ready. That and preparation, man. see, that
0: that's just like Those days are just crazy, man. That's like a lot of work to go. I mean, and it's and it's and it like it starts like I had a um, one of my old coaches used to always tell me, the most important night of sleep is not the night before; it's it's two nights before, Mm. because your because the day before is your preparation for the game. Mm -hmm. But you can't but you can't prep for the game the right way if you ain't get a good night's sleep a day before that. That's Mm. real.
1: Yeah. And you know what? It's funny because I, I'll kind of give you my experience when I stream, everybody thinks, oh, stream is just cutting on the game and playing it. It's not. It's it, I promise you it's not. So like normally I stream from six to nine, right? My stream goes live at seven. That first hour, man, I'm all right, getting everything set up, make sure audio is good, make sure video is good, make sure, you know, let me make sure I can stream. let me make sure I'm not dropping frames, let me make sure who am I tagging in this, what audience am I trying to reach, I'm figuring all that stuff out just to be able to cut the
2: game on and then play. You you know, gotta you gotta have to tell me more about this world because like I I still don't know <laughs> what you're even talking about when you say so this.
1: so video game <laughs> streaming so if you go on Facebook Gaming or Twitch you see people playing video games on there right mm-hmm. everybody thinks that it's a simple thing like oh I want to be a streamer I can just cut on the game mm-hmm. it's not that simple it's really not number one so just gotta give you some examples so like number one is the consistency of it people don't realize how how much, how consistent you have to be to grow an audience. You know, think like when you're releasing music, you got to release music consistently in order to grow your audience, right? So, are
2: you trying to build an audience to watch you play video games? Is that what you're <laughs> <just> <laughs> <streaming>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes. Hey, so <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know that that was like a, it's a thing. You it's this? a thing. You ready for this? Hey, I want
1: to blow your mind. So, in 2019, it was a $16 billion industry, was the video game streaming, just the streaming. By 2023, it is expected to be at $246 billion. More people watch people stream video games than Netflix and Hulu subscribers combined.
2: So, like, literally literally hopping on Zoom to watch you play? You're going on Twitch, and, oh, he's playing a game, and people
1: watch it. They just do because it's something that they play, something they can relate to. Oh man, that was a good play he made. Damn, he just killed that whole team by itself. That's crazy. Like they- So
2: people are watching video games like they watch sports. Yeah. Yes, it's called eSports.
1: That's why there's an eSports thing.
2: Well, look, I'm familiar with like, I know that video games have become, you know, more and more competitive, more, you know, popular. I just didn't realize like this side of the, like of it. Watch this. How much did Giannis Antetokounmpo make last year? I don't want to think about it. Yeah. Okay.
0: He
1: made twenty. He made twenty nine and a half million last year. Yeah. Right. Ninja is a streamer. Ninja made thirty five million last year.
2: That's the one that was good in um what's the, the Fortnite? Game. Yeah, I heard about him. <laughs> he got the blue
1: hair. Ninja made thirty five million dollars playing video games last year. He made more than Antetokounmpo. Playing video games, bro. The, you, and you can guess this, Ryan. What is the only thing that is watched more than video game streams?
2: I'm assuming you're gonna say porn. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so
1: nobody's because <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Nobody's nobody's gonna catch porn. Nobody's gonna catch porn because whether you like video games or not, you have a natural drop. That's a whole to other topic. It's That's a whole a other topic. topic. You know that is no,
2: incredible i had
0: it, no
1: idea i'm telling you man it's crazy so a lot of people think like i can just get in and stream right not knowing everything that goes into it and it's and it's silly shit. like perfect example Like i know about computers to a certain extent i know how to work them i know how to troubleshoot them a little bit i had to learn about computers in order for my stream to look good like I had to learn about the GPUs. I had to learn about the RAM. I learned how to build a computer to stream. I built my computer that's right here to stream. Like it's the crap that goes into it. It's all mm-hmm. that stuff. Like people will, they don't take it seriously. They'll put on a camera and the, their, their, that old curtain that your grandmama got with the pattern on it, which is really just a bed sheet in front of the window, they got that in the background.
2: Well, look, I mean, I think that kind of goes into what we were talking about earlier. Like, anything that you want to excel in, like, you take it to the next level. You understand it from every angle, every capacity you every, understand it in and yeah. out. So, Because
1: yeah. doing some research on on, on the streaming thing, mm-hmm. I have a five-second window to grab your attention. Hence yeah. why I got this sign made. This sign does it for me. People click on my page, they're like... Oh shit! Is that his logo? I said fine. That's dope. Let me watch this dude. Is that your logo? That is my logo.
2: What's, what what's Is it H?
1: Yeah, it's I hate Devin. That's my that's my streaming name. I hate Devin.
2: You see the all I, right. the H, the A, yeah. Devin. Yeah. All right, I'm learning all kind of stuff tonight. It's <laughs> see, I sent you
1: first of all. I done sent you an invite to the stream a few times. See, I thought I know you didn't watch my shit, my
2: you know? I didn't even know you could watch somebody play video games. I didn't even know that. Bro, next easy. time I
1: stream, I will send you the link, bro, so you can see like what goes on in there, man. And it's it's entertaining. It's fun. It's something I enjoy doing, but I take it very seriously. So you so and, you play video games every day? No, not every day. I every day. I stream four times a week: I stream Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays.
2: And people are watching this at six o'clock, seven o'clock on a Saturday. No, Saturday <laughs> Saturday I stream from eleven to two thirty. So oh,
1: kind of like, I was like, yo, yo it, like it, it, In it's the evening time? Nice. <laughs> but no, but no, but no, people are watching it that late too.
0: Oh, for sure. People, people, people be addicted to that game, man. Yeah, but I got
1: a wife and a kid. Like, I can't stream Saturday night at that late because my wife, like, nah, boy, it's quality time. Get over here and rub my feet. Like, <laughs> it ain't no uh, playing video games. But sometimes what people don't understand is it could be Wednesday. I don't really feel like playing a video game. I don't feel like streaming, but I do it anyway because I have to keep the consistency above it. So, like how he gets warmed up, you know, does all those things to prepare. I do things to prepare as well. So yeah, my stream starts at six. That's when I start troubleshooting, but all right, cool. Let me make sure I eat before then, you know what I'm saying? Let me make sure I got some water here and stuff like that. Let me make sure I got this door locked. Cause my son's going to try to bust through the doors and all of a sudden I'm doing all this on the stream. And I tell my wife, Hey, listen, if you need anything, text me, don't walk through the door, talking crazy. You know, then I got to troubleshoot because sometimes the the window settings would just change on their own. Next thing you know, I they can hear me, but they can't hear the, the game sound. It's, A lot of stuff that goes into it just to stream and entertain for those two hours it's a lot you know Mm -hmm. and i I don't think people truly realize it just like so the question for you is man you going into the studio you got a studio session
2: at at, at five o'clock how do you prepare for that yeah i i think every day is it's every session though is a little bit different for me like if i'm if i have a very specific project or a very specific song I'm working on, then, you know, I might have been singing that same, you know, song or writing those same lyrics over and over for the last two days. Or I might say, yo, I'm just kind of going in just to see what comes out today. So, I mean, it's a little bit different for me, uh, depending on on the goal. But either way, like I'm, I'm you know, vibing out on the way to the studio like i'm i'm thinking about you know the type of message i want to get out of what i you know ultimately what what i want to say or, uh and whatnot so yeah i mean yeah like i said the 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 preparation for that is just a little bit different you know it's not as um it's not as as strict as it probably would be for you know some other stuff just kind of depending i mean if you say though like what do you do to prepare for, you know, a live performance? Now that's going to be a lot yeah. different, you know? Yeah, for, sure. for sure. Yeah.
1: For sure. And so I don't, and I think personally, I think r and is the most underappreciated genre in today's music, mm. because I don't think people really realize what goes into creating a song. Right. So let's just talk about one particular part, which is the most popular part of any song, which is always going to be the hook. Right. Yeah. So, Give us some insight on that, man. Like, Ryan McDaniel, you're making the hook to "To Give Me the Night. Mm-hmm. What, how, how did this masterpiece come about, man? Because it's a really, really good song. I love the song, man. I actually got it on one of my rotation Spotify lists. And then let me give you guys some, some quick game. Hold on one second, Ryan. Let me give these people some quick game. It don't cost you anything to support somebody. This is how you can do it. And I don't think I even told you this, Ryan. What I do is when I go to bed at night just to help him out to make sure that he his stuff is moving, I'll go to his song. I will put it on repeat and just turn the phone all the way down and go to bed. So <laughs> it's consistently playing throughout the night. And mm. their plays add up, and they can help people. So when you're like, yeah, man, I support my boy, and you listen to the song one time, and then that's it, are you really supporting your people? That, that's, another, that's, another, that's another topic. So walking yeah, through – yeah, it's free game right there, free game. So walk us through. Give me the night. You're building this song.
2: You're building this hook, man. What's what's up? Building. I mean, uh, give me the night is one of those songs that I, uh, you know, I wrote in probably like ten minutes. It was just one of those songs where, um, actually, a lot of people don't know. Like, if you if you listen to it, you probably think I'm talking to a girl, um, or you know, a relationship. But in all honesty, I was actually talking to God in that song. So let me ask you this, man. If you don't mind, if it's,
1: if it's, if, if it's too much, we can cut this out. You know, we added edit stuff. Mm-hmm. For the people that's hearing, hearing you for the first time, do you mind singing the hook for Give Me The Night? I mean, Just it's pretty cool. simple.
2: Just yeah. Give me the night, give me the night Till the end of the night, end of the night And I'll make it right, give me the night Still the end of the night, end of the
0: night.
2: So yeah, that's how, it's it's pretty simple, but um, I think the way that it comes together after the hook um, or after the verses, you know, for me it was just summarizing what I was trying to say. It was like, you know, what I feel like I messed up, but give me the night, like just give me the day to get it right. You know how you know how it is when you didn't done, done something <laughs> wrong. You're like, God.
0: Just hey, just it's give, me, just give me this one. Just give me this one. Give me this one. I promise you. Okay. I promise.
1: <laughs> it, it is funny because now I, I hear that you relate to God. It's 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 crazy because I'll give you guys a story. I had one of those moments, and it's why I don't drink Hennessy anymore. It's really <laughs> why. If somebody's like hey, you want some Hennessy?
2: No, I got a pack with God. I told God, if you yeah.
1: get me through this one night,
2: one <laughs> hundred, no I um,
1: Hennessy, no more.
2: Yeah, and I mean that's that's really what that song was, man. And obviously, I I made it, you know, it, it feels like a relationship, you know. So I feel like I made it a little bit more relatable. But um, so for me, it just came together. It was like I know I ain't this. I know I to mess up. I and mean, just give me a chance. Just mm. get it right. You know what I'm saying? And mm. uh, and that's what it was. And I, so for me, that hook was more about just like summing it up. It it wasn't complicated. It was just like all right, I said everything I need to say. Just give me tonight. Mm. That's man. Cool. And that's, and, and
1: that's, and that's dope, man. You know, to, to truly understand that song and it just give me a different light to it. Like it's actually a message to God. And it's like, wow. Like thinking about the song now, it's like, man, should I play this joint on the way to church next time? You know what I'm <laughs> Like, you know, it's just crazy.
0: <laughs> Make you know. it a little different.
1: You know, I'm gonna listen to it after it's, it's gonna hit me different. I'm like, wow, bro. Like I might shed a tear. Like, bro, like, I didn't like, you know, so if, so if, if, and I were man, like, Dude, like you've made so many, so many songs that I've related to personally, like another one, Naive, I just went on YouTube, watched that video the other day. Like, <laughs> you know, like, man, boy, that, that was what, 2009?
2: That, I don't even know the year. That was a, a minute ago,
1: that, yeah, yeah. probably a little bit later than that. But yeah, it was it was, it was Hey, man that, that that was some truth in that, you know. So yeah. if you could say if you could tell the people to this is the one song for them to give you the night, right, to give you that one chance or, you know, give you that opportunity. Is it that song or is it another song that you want to grasp your audience with? Because I know that's your masterpiece, but sometimes I, I understand, like, the, the stuff that hit, it may not
2: even be a song that you truly care for. It could have been a song that you got ready to cut. Well, you know what, man, in, in, in all honesty, so uh, Not Ready for Love is is probably, you know, one of my, one of the ones that's, that's the closest to me. Um, that whole album like i was so honest in that ep the not ready to ep uh so i would probably have people listen to that one and then i most recently put a song out called wya like where you at and yeah uh, yeah that was one where i was like people was hitting me up with stories like telling me some stuff but well, talk about it man tell the people about it man listen a lot
1: of people gonna see this brother a lot of people that you may not have necessarily had the opportunity to reach
2: you, So tell yeah. them
1: about that, where you at, man. Brian don't know about it. Tell Brian about where you at.
2: Man, where you at? It's really talking about sort of pandemic, you know, early on, it's kind of tough, you know, especially if you're single. Um, and so, honestly, what it was about was, you know, you, you I got out of, out of a situation with somebody and um, it would have asked, you know, basically.
1: Entanglement? Entanglement?
2: Yeah, Entanglement? Yeah, is that yeah, word, yeah. Is that word, word campus? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> um and it's really about where like you're doing good and you know everything's great you spent a month two months you ain't spoke and one night you know you you sipping you just kind of chilling and they hit you up out of nowhere with a W.I.A. like late night and it just happened to hit at the right time because you know had it been during the day and so you and like nope mm-mm, none of that and then somehow next thing you know is you waking up looking at him like so, yeah, it's literally just talking about that moment where everything goes out the window. Like, you've been talking about, like, nah, she ain't nothing, I, you know, I'm good, all that stuff. And then when she hits you with that text, that W-Y-A, at the right time, on the right night, everything goes out the window, y'all. You know, somehow she showed up, and y'all, you know, you're looking at each other the next morning. It's Listen. it's a it's a
0: different feeling, man. I I mean oh, I, didn't, I I didn't I didn't have the nice, but I mean, yeah.
1: I was the one sending the message where you at. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I it's like definitely that. been
2: both ways, right? So I was just trying to like capture that that moment, that vibe mm. where you know, where, like your world turns upside down to just like. You like you I mean, I remember having the thought, like where where should I be? Where should I respond that I'm at? Like
0: because I'm sitting at home, obviously. It's you been, man, like, at the
1: crib.
2: You can't say I'm at the crib just chilling. You can't say
1: that.
0: and you that gotta night, look out the window, you gotta make sure everything. Yeah, is safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Let
1: me go ahead and look this window. You, know, you right, actually want to know
0: why you wanna know where I'm at. Yeah. So that's wow. what I'm saying. Like What's all up? those thoughts <laughs> go through your head as soon as you see it.
2: It's like is this a game? Is she lit too? Is she trying to, you know, like you just don't know. So yeah, man, it, that's what that song is about. And it's just a vibe, man. And I had so many people just reach out and be like, bruh, I how was much, just there last week.
1: <laughs> how <laughs> much fun did you have making that song? Because hey, listen to that track. It sounds like you had a fun, a lot of fun making that, you know. I, I was, was just, good yeah, too. you
2: hear me with that, where you at? Yeah. You know, and I did that. Oh, I was good to hit me with that way you had. Mm-hmm. Trying hard not to hit you with that text back, bro. Yeah, it like, was just like it just rolled that, off the tongue. Then that moment was smooth, but you came over though.
1: I was like, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. yeah. like
2: just came over and everything. It just, you know, everything went out the window. All the stuff you've been saying for the last two months or <laughs> month, whatever, just uh, went out the window. Yeah, so, so, that.
0: So Ryan, man, let's, let's kind of take it back to a little bit of the topics that we talked about earlier, man. Yeah. And, um, I want you to think about this, think hard about it. Um, if you was to write a letter to your younger self, Mm -hmm. what age would it be? And what message would you write to yourself at that age?
2: That's a great question. Um, And I would say, I would probably write a letter to my 12, 13 year old self. Mm -hmm. And I would tell myself that it's okay to be yourself. It's Mm -hmm. okay to follow your true passions. It's okay that like, that your passion isn't necessarily one that aligns with what's considered cool. You know, like at that time, I feel like there was so much pressure to just be good at basketball. Um, and and not not necessarily from like one person, it was just more like our community, right? Like, you know, we were athletes, you know, that's what you do. Um, but I had other aspirations, like I, I kind of always wanted to be a musician, but I, I never felt comfortable expressing that. So I would talk about, you know, I would tell myself like, it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to follow your your passions, um and to go hard for it because you know you you look up five minutes later it's twenty years later <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, real quick like, that's it feels like I just graduated middle school I feel it feels like I just started high school it feels like I just graduated high school like it it really goes like that and so Man. I think the more honest you are with yourself mm-hmm. the earlier um the 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 easier or the quicker you get into your
0: real passions in in life that's good man that's good but man ryan i am definitely glad that i got the chance to meet you got a chance to um dig a little deep into your music and understand where you're coming from and your message that you would like to convey to people and i'm definitely glad that you stopped um on ball storming with us Man, I appreciate y'all having me. Man, this was this was dope. Man, I'm uh, I'm excited that
2: y'all are doing this. And yeah, and man, That's the luck. Man, appreciate it, man. Really hey, listen, it.
1: everybody. This is Ryan McDaniel. Man, I'm a, speaking into existence because he is what he is. Man, this is a former D1 basketball player turned R&B superstar. In the description, as a matter of fact, if you listen to this podcast on Spotify or or iTunes or whatever the case may be, Ryan McDaniel. Just Google Ryan McDaniel. WYA where you at, it'll pull him up, check out all of his stuff, man, because it's extremely, extremely, extremely dope. This dude makes music that that's pure-hearted, that that relates to like literally damn near everything that you can possibly go through. I feel like if the wood, if the movie The Wood made music, it'd be Ryan McDaniel. <laughs> because the wood was like my Bible growing up. But like that. some of this stuff, man, it's just it's just amazing, man. So man, please be sure to check that out, man. Ryan, once again, bro, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for, for hopping on with us, man, and, yeah. hey, ball storming, baby.
0: It's another hey. episode of yeah. Ball Storming. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Looking like I got the whole thing You can get me balling overseas Never got drafted to the league. Falling over his over his over his over his